Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we are talking about slowing down without guilt. Mm, Especially this time of the year, I feel like everyone's talking about, you know, how to keep their abs through Christmas. And we really want to talk about, you know, how to slow down and make sure that you're giving yourself that permission slip to have a bit of a break of what has been such a wild year. Yeah, it's been such a wild year is what you said. And we um, last year we did a Christmas style sort of macro um, version episode. We don't need to do that again. Tune in to last year's Christmas episode if you like. But um, I think we're at different phases in our life anyway, where I think slowing down and just taking the reins off a little bit is more important than tracking over the holiday period. Yeah, I completely go back and listen. The same shit yeah. still applies. Like, and <laughs> if not, I'm sure every other person um, is doing a, <laughs> you know, a tracking episode over Christmas. Um, <laughs> Still relevant, but as Danny said, you know, we're just at different phases and I just feel like the the last, I don't know, what, 12, 18 months, you know, I just have such a different outlook on life at this time mm. of the year. Like I'm so grateful that I can go home and spend time with family and, you know, be around people for Christmas and go to a wedding that's been happening, you know, for far too long. Yeah. Still things. And that's why we really want want to talk about that like what does that actually look like in practice for us but then how can you do it guilt-free too yeah that's right and before we get into the episode we just wanted to rewind on the Spotify shout outs because I did promise this incredible woman that I would give her a shout out last episode but we forgot well I forgot but Melinda underscore SJ 10,597 minutes of the Level Up podcast. And Sherelle, you just worked out that we haven't even recorded that many ep- um, <laughs> minutes. So she would have gone back and listened to a lot of them twice. Mm, Spotify doesn't lie, right? So doesn't lie. Well done, credit Melinda. To you. Must know. God, I just hate to know all the things we have said, <laughs> all my analogies and all the things, but I'm excited. Like another 12 months, you know, that was actually a big milestone. We haven't really talked about it, Danny, but that was a really big milestone for us because obviously this is just a bit of a passion project, um, getting on here and just, you know, sharing things and taking you guys along the last few years as well. And, you know, to get on the charts for the health and fitness, like I was just so proud of us. So cool. Like, We're just it's smiling. Just like, it's just like, oh, I know. go you. Go that's, you. A, that's an achievement. And I think yeah. it's even more of an achievement that we've reached. Uh, it was like 70 different countries. So oh, yeah. whoever can keep up with our Aussie accents, good on you guys. Like yeah. that is an achievement for you guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, you know, we drop the things like niggles and magpies and all this sort of stuff. But <laughs> it's so crazy when you sit back and think about it, you know, like what's happened over the last sort of 12 to 18 months in terms of the way we communicate mm. and the way we sort of like absorb content and just like the speed of things is wild when you look at like, I remember getting taught um, computers in school. Do you remember yeah. like in primary school? <laughs> you get and a Word like, document open, you type. None of that things. is applicable, right? Oh, like, no none way. Of it. Did you ever have that program that taught you how to type and the letter would come down, you'd have to push it on your keyboard oh, and teach you how to... We- 
how to do it without looking at your keyboard. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, because they were trying to teach you how to type without looking. Yeah. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah. I feel and like now we do that like, now. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we have to. Like, you have to learn how to do it. I oh, feel like yeah. we do it on our iPhone, right? Like- yeah. Man, I picked up a pen the other day to write something <laughs> down. I felt like it was in my opposite hand. I'm like, yep. what is going on? Yep. Yeah. Times. Yep. And getting your pen license, that's a thing oh. of the past. Yes. Throw Look, that one out. Mine's clean. I'll just get rid of it. I was always the last one to get my pen license. I was that kid at the end of the year that they felt sorry for. So it's like, oh, it's it's just by default. Yeah, yeah. It's September. Here you go, Sherelle, and all the other five kids that every year don't get it. I was How come? Rayland, I have the worst messy handwriting. And it just oh. it just is, you know, they'd they'd give you the four lines and you have to script and I just I don't know. I don't know. So I was always the last one. But look, that's that's the message out there, kids. You can make it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how good is that? That is fantastic. Um, but yeah, as you sort of said, a lot has changed over the past 12 months in the way in which we communicate and how fast everything is. And mm. that's why I think slowing down is so important for everyone, at least once in their time of the year. Um for me personally, I get a little bit like, oh, I don't want to slow down just because society is slowing down. Like I'll slow down when I want mm. to slow down, which I kind of do throughout the week, but it just feels nice overall to know that society is slowing down over Christmas. And it's kind of like, you can just exhale and go, okay, maybe I don't need to be so hard on myself now. and just celebrate what we did through the year, everything we overcame and just enjoy being present and having different kinds of achievements. Mm. Because yeah. for people like us, the word slowing down, it can be like, oh, does that mean I'm not going to achieve? Like I'm going to go backwards? Well, no, it's about reframing. Okay, now where's my focus going to be for the next couple of months? Yeah, there definitely was a time and a period for me where slowing down felt like going backwards. But mm. I really feel like I've learned to, I guess, just appreciate that slowing down is actually an essential part of your progress to be able to make sure you've got the inertia and adrenaline to move forward next year and be ambitious because mm you know, grit and motivation, all that sort of stuff's awesome, but it's not a way that you can live. You need to be able to, you know, turn the volume down, which is an analogy I just love because that's something we really want to, I guess, encourage is not this on and off switch. It's Mm. just how to turn it up, how to turn it down and do it seamlessly, like guilt-free because it's just a normal and natural part of life. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, well, for me personally, and uh, a lot of us really, you kind of get addicted to that adrenaline, like being busy, responsive on, 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 on. And, you know, we spoke about yin and yang a couple of episodes ago, and we really can't always have that masculine on energy. But then, like you said, rather than flicking the switch and just completely going the opposite way, you do it seamlessly and safely and turn the volume down a little bit, because if we just completely changed everything it would not feel safe for us and it'll feel weird and you know bring on probably more anxiety so turning the volume up and down accordingly is a perfect way to look at it yeah and as you said like I feel like a lot of our listeners do fall into that high achieving category and not Mm. when we look at high achieving it's not like an actual objective thing like you've achieved a lot it's a way of thinking it's being that ambitious that gritty person that's always looking for the next thing as characteristic so if you do feel like you fall into that um, high achieving category as you said Danny we're quite addicted to adrenaline and cortisol and those feelings of thriving and pushing Mm. Um, but you know we have to have that balance of push and pull and 
life. And whenever that is, like you said, you know, if you don't have to slow down at Christmas, I know there's lots of people around the world that don't celebrate Christmas and that's Mm. not what we're saying. It's just about making sure that there are periods of the year where you can have that push and pull relationship and know what that looks like for you. You know, for me, I have like a big family, um, lots of extended family and, you know, for Christmas and and, um, Easter and all that sort of stuff, it is like a big slow down for me. And, you know, it was, it's something in the past I haven't had a lot of choice around because I've always worked over that Mm. period of time. So it feels very different for me this year to be able to do that. But like, I'm really excited. And I think like, we'll chat about like work-wise, business-wise, nutrition and training, but I almost feel like there has to come a level of preparation and like a push before you can pull back. Yeah, definitely. Really well said. Almost as if like earning the right to have time off, which I know that's very much the language that I have internally as well. And that's fine. But then there have also most Christmases and and all of that, I haven't actually taken time off. Mm. Like I've slowed down just a little bit, but then kind of come up with new projects or new things. So it's a time for reflection, but then also not really stopping completely just because I haven't had to. I mean, for you, obviously working as a nurse, we still need nurses over the Christmas period. We still need people like in those professions. So I can understand why you would not have had a time um, away or off. Um, But it's really cool to know that this will sort of be your first time running your own business and giving yourself that time with your family. That's really cool. Yeah. And I think uh, like it's such a weird thing for me because like during the last, I don't know, the last freaking decade, I always put my hand up to work. I'm like, no, Mm. you have time with the family. You do that. Like us young ones have got nothing. I'll take the double time and that's fine. Yeah. Um, But then I think that sort of, that can be a trap too for a lot of people that are in jobs that work during that time as well. Mm. And it's sort of like, don't ever feel bad. Cause I did, don't ever feel bad for putting your hand up and saying, actually, I do want this, this leave, or I do want mm. this period of time off, or even from a business capacity being like, you know, to clients, I'm going to have some more flexibility at this time of the year, as should you, yep. you know, that's something that I definitely encourage because, and at the same with you, like rest and recovery, not just physically, but psychologically and mentally mm. is so fundamental for you to show up as your best self as well. Yeah, that's really good. And it all comes down to um, when it comes to work, I suppose, what feelings come up, as you mentioned, sort of not feeling guilty if you put your hand up to to take that time away, even if you don't have a big family or whatever, Mm. like you still deserve that time off. Um, And even in the fitness industry, like it is so common for you guys to be more quiet now with clients, like not Mm. many, you get the occasional like sign up just before the new year. They're like, right. But most people are away. They're drinking. They don't want that structure and rigidity. So for any of the trainers now who are kind of freaking out a little bit about things slowing down, it's completely normal. They'll come back um, for the new year, new me wave of people. They'll be back. Really well said. And just on that note, you know, I was listening to um, just like a webinar the other day and it was about like restructuring business during this time. And, you know, there's no such thing as wasted time, just time. So if you're a bit quieter with the actual capacity or work side of things, as you said, Danny, like this is a great time to go into some reflection work for your business or your work or where you want to go with study, for example, and Mm. start putting in some of those big rocks for next year. So plan out your calendar and make sure that you know what you're going to do with marketing and sales when it comes January because 
if you look around at what's happening specifically in the fitness industry, because I just feel like it's what every society does pull back yep. this time of the year. Um, most people are prepping for next year. They're taking, taking wait lists. They're doing other things. They're holding off on launches. And mm. that's just such a normal thing because anything that you lose at this time of the year, you're going to gain back early next year. I mean, like we all know how crazy the gyms are come January. Oh right? yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're nuts. And like, I think, um, or reflecting on this time last year, that's when I did most of my filming for mm. United Health. Like yeah. so much content was filmed over the, the period of this time of the year. And here in Australia, it gets so hot. So yeah. we had to wipe our face down and like not down. like we were dying, but yeah. we just spent that down. Yeah. The gyms are quiet. Mm. You know, we've got less clients. Okay, cool. What can you do? Make content. As you said, come up with new strategies for next year. Like now is the time for the people like you and I who still want to sort of hustle, you know, during this time in a different mm. way like just get creative and think of a new plan for next year because it can mm. be a blessing having um quiet time because that's when the new ideas come in and you actually have time and space to execute them as well yeah oh, people underestimate boredom and this is like mm. i've noticed this so much in the last 12 months like when i have space to be bored i come up with great ideas like i'm very innovative i thought i didn't have this creative side mm. and it's no surprise because i was just always doing shit Yes. Like I was just always moving on to the next thing. And it's actually not until like during lockdowns when periods where I was stuck at home and mm. actually not being able to do a lot of the stuff where I could um, slow down and meet my environment, right? Because I was always in such a fast paced environment where we do mirror that. So when you have spaces that you can slow down, you come up with all these awesome ideas. So people think that, you know, being bored or um, investing in play and doing those sorts of things is a waste of time and not being productive. Mm. It's actually the opposite. Like if you're getting decision fatigue and you're sitting and you're like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to do. You can't think of new ideas you need a break yeah actually that is so true and even being on break or socializing more you might meet someone and then that is a new business opportunity or a new friendship you know what I mean like you still have to put yourself out there because we all know what it feels like to be stuck in the grind and every day is the same and you don't even have I remember trying to look for a house when I wanted to move out for the first time I couldn't even take any time off to go look at a rental property. Mm. And I'm like, this is a problem. I'm stuck in my routine and I can't even expand in any way. And that was sort of the light bulb being like, okay, Mm. yeah, you like the feeling of being busy and the short-term interactions with people, but you need to pull back if you're to change your life or otherwise we'll just be stuck on the hamster wheel. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a concept um, called deep work. I don't know if you've heard of that before um, in terms of structuring stuff, but there's this concept called deep work and shallow work. And the shallow work is all the things that you do on a daily basis. So, you you know, you you track your macros, you get your steps, you do your client work from a perspective um, inside your business, you do your shallow work. It's the tasks that need to be done. Mm -hmm. And then there's a concept called deep work, which is like future visionary planning. It's like scheduling out stuff. It's innovative thinking. It's creative content. It's all that sort of stuff that's bigger picture bigger rock Mm. stuff a lot of people like fill up their calendar with all this shit all this shallow work right and then they create no deep rocks or deep work to be able to actually expand scale grow um, their actual business and Mm. that can be a trap because then you get the more shallow like there's just more little problems and you know as someone that has a business or as someone that really wants to I don't know do something more and, and create more you have to schedule in deep work and that actually doesn't really have a specific 
thing of what you're going to be doing. Like it depends on what, where you're at, but it's the same with everything. Like how are you actually going to be able to expand, develop, grow yourself as a person or your business or your knowledge if you don't have this scheduled time to visionary think and Mm. when we know like our work from like a neuroscience lens it makes sense because if we're scrapped for time and we feel pressure we're not going to be able to use the front of our brain to actually have that visionary sort of imaginative thinking as well that's so true I love that shallow work and deep work so Mm. yeah we're all good at finding little shallow work or or those jobs to to find it like around the house even staying busy that's right rather than productive and I suppose even if you can't think of oh what would my deep work look like just give yourself that blank time and it'll come up it might not come up straight away but if you Mm. routinely give yourself blank time it will be filled with something awesome or it might not and then you just get to chill out so it's a Mm. win-win yeah people think that to be creative or to come up with concepts they need to sit down and work harder but it couldn't be the opposite like the opposite of creativity is boredom so you need to be Mm. bored in order to come up with new things and I feel like from school and and things like that you know we're we're raised to be workers we're raised to sort of value time rather than the amount of value that you can put into the least amount of time right because it's just the way we're being raised to think you know when we can step back and go wow if I can be really productive in 90 minutes like what can you do with that idea in the grand scheme of things you know train with Shirelle was something I thought of at the beach And I was like laying there and I was like, I want to do this, you know, and then I did it. And I just think if I wasn't at the beach, I wouldn't have come up with that idea. And, you know, (laughs) I just, the more things like that, that I collect evidence of of happening, I'm like, this is so important, you know, and now I schedule, I'm like, go to the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Whoever says you can't make money at the beach, you know, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. See? Um, just to give yourself that time to be present and reflective and it is it's very challenging to pull back I remember being in that transitional period where I was giving myself less little jobs to do during the day to try and get into that headspace and so much resistance came up but it was the best thing I ever did and um, I've started journaling again but on just on a app on the iPhone five minute journal or something it's called Um, just a copy here Oh, there you go. Beautiful. Well, there, yeah, I just decided on my app, it gives me a little notification in the morning and the evening just to really reflect on everything that you do in the day or like what happened well in the day. And I I did stop journaling, but I started to notice that feeling of I didn't really do much today. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of go back to that journal or as you're writing it down, I've got Paul doing it now with me as well. I've made it a little game, but now it's our routine. I'm so happy. Like it's, I'm just so, that's a big achievement for me. Um, And then you look back and you go, oh my God, like Mm -hmm. not only did I get cool things done, because it's not about how big your list is, but it's just about acknowledging and appreciating the little things like a phone call with a friend, or you might've made one massive business move or had one meeting that was a game changer rather than just thousands of little things so yeah if you do feel a bit stuck get back into journaling or at least just reflecting or having a chat with your partner at the end of the night it's yes it's really changed everything for me yeah when I stood I stepped away from lists for a while because I was getting trapped in that you know like my list was longer than Santa Claus's right 
down to the floor and <laughs> it was just unrealistic for me because again we're raised to be workers we're raised to do more you know mm-hmm. rather than get more out of less so I stood away from um to do lists and at the end of the day instead I would write down like to done lists like everything I'd done for the day and accomplished yep. and I just felt like I had a greater sense of um yeah like success for the day because I could actually sit back and go wow like I actually have done a lot today a lot more than what I um had planned so you know now I have like a different concept where I use like two lists in line with the calendar and I just think when you can put things in the structure like that it allows you to feel successful without burning yourself out you know because it is about sustainability yeah really well said and again if for the people that are like oh I don't really do much all right flip it kind of say all right what would I have done differently in the Mm. day um just yeah because you do have days where you just don't really do much and the only thing yeah I watch Netflix today oh well celebrate it go to the beach go to the beach yeah you you have to do those things as well and I suppose when it comes to taking time off work you need to sort of weigh things up and weigh up the scenarios like okay I could work yes I get more money um, but then I miss time with family or vice versa you you always need to weigh up the options there's no right or wrong it's just about what you feel like doing a lot of people have not worked because of COVID so maybe you actually want to work during this time and that's bloody awesome as well so it's really about tuning in and saying what do I do I personally want and it's Mm. less about what society is trying to get us to do yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, we we would obviously have a lot of coaches um, that listen to this. Mm. And it's a big trap that I see a lot of coaches get into is like not having time off. And, mm. you know, something that I do, like just say I, I've had to work like a week in a row because I have what I'll do is I'll have like a, a three day weekend you know, and I'll, I'll schedule that in like once a month, you know, and I'll make sure that I'm doing that regularly because it feels like I'm having a, a little bit of an extended break during those periods that you do have to have a bit more of a push. But yeah. then also like, please just know you are human as a coach and, you know, you deserve to celebrate Christmas too and your clients will be okay the same way that they should be celebrating Christmas. Like there shouldn't be any guilt about that because the the value you do is not in the check-in that you do. You know, it's in the Mm -hmm. systems you set up. It's in the way that you program. It's in the structures that you've already done. So that's what I meant about get yourself prepared. Like look at your training stuff now, look at what needs to be done. Look at the tasks Mm. that you can do to plan ahead to make sure that you can have a break and literally have a break, not be like, Oh, did I do that? Did I do that? You know, you've told everyone, this is what's happening. This is where I'm going. This is the break that we'll be having. And then you can actually enjoy that period. Yeah. Communication. I love that you've just said that, you know, let them know. Don't just go MIA saying, Hey guys, you know, we might not have a check in this week, blah, 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 but I am accessible if you want on this day or something. Just give some sort of communication, then mm. everyone will be fine. Because mm. I, I hate jumping on the scales around Christmas time. It, it just takes away. Look, we all have different relationships with scales and how we do yeah. things. But for me personally, it's just a time where I'm just going to enjoy the food with my family. Um yeah. But I have done many comp preps through Christmas. You would have as well, yeah. yeah. I've tracked. I remember my first time tracking. I actually did track on Christmas. Like I've literally done it all. So I'm not saying one's right or wrong. We're sort of just mm. reflecting on where we are now. But not being in a comp prep, I'm not going to track on Christmas. Doesn't yeah. mean you go freaking crazy. Be mindful still. But also don't put pressure on yourself. Enjoy no. the time with time with families, everything. Mm. Absolutely important. One, one meal won't undo all your hard work, just like 
one good meal won't give you all the results either. Like True. it goes, it goes both ways, but sometimes we forget the latter, right? We sort of oh, just yeah. think that. Um, and, you know, even like in terms of structure, like there's still plenty of time of the year to do something like this, but what I'm doing with the girls that are prepping is like pushing them harder now and then diet break over that yeah. Christmas new year period. And that's what I mean. We can all use aspects of work and nutrition and training um, depending on where we're at. And I'm very similar to you, Danny. Like I stood on the scales for the first time in like two weeks this morning and I was like oh nothing's changed (laughs) like you you sort of think like you know and and I'm the first to admit like I have push and pull throughout the year absolutely because you know our push is a freaking push uphill you know and when I know what's coming I need to be able to fill that tank up right and exactly it's the same for everyone I actually had a really interesting thought in the shower where all good thoughts happen yes um I was thinking, right, I was writing a post um, like this morning and I was sort of thinking about a part of me that I have not seen for a while and that's my athlete part and you've got one. Mm, (laughs) You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have a part of us that is like an athlete and I was sort of thinking about like my my athletic identity and when I first developed that because it was only in like when I first started competing Mm -hmm. and I was never really good at sport and school and I was sort of reflecting on like how old that part is it's not very old at all Mm. um and you know during the last sort of 12 months 18 months that part's been really MIA very oh yeah very distant and that's why I was sort of thinking in the past I would have struggled to pull back a lot nutrition and training wise this time of the year I would have struggled and the difference now is that that part of me hasn't been required this year and Mm. whilst it feels very like unfulfilled it's sort of like I'm just going to sit back because I'm no good right now you don't need me yeah. You know, whereas a lot of people really struggle to park that part, you know, and we've had to do that in lockdowns. And I think mm. it was why I struggled so much because this part was just trying to fight. And it was like, this is so unoptimal, right? It's trying yeah. to fight during things that aren't worth it. So mm. for me, I was like, oh, wow, like I haven't actually thought about that. I was just thinking, I was like, I have no resistance this time around. And I was trying to think what's different because I've started that part started to niggle a little bit for yeah next year and I'm like oh I remember you Mm -hmm. so yeah that was just a reflection on me as to what's different this time around that is so cool and I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate to that having that athlete part who is so dominant during comp prep but then all of a sudden is not relevant so did you replace that with any other parts like what what sort of from the outside you can see it's evident but did you sort of reflect a little bit further and say okay what allowed that part to take a back seat and then what stepped into the arena instead yeah I just think it's more to do with like my roles and my priorities at the moment like with business and stuff and yeah that part just sort of having that understanding that you know you can't thrive in every area at once Mm. and you know like I said just stepping on the scales the other day and training and all those sorts of things that part's like oh cool you're at this place now where you've been consistent for so long you can you know, dial things back and nothing yeah. happens. And I yeah. think it's really important when you go through those phases to be able to collect evidence along the way. Again, mm. like not avoiding the scales for three months, mm. but making sure that you're checking in and collecting data and going, oh, cool. Like, like I said, you know, one, one, one bad meal isn't going to throw you off track and vice versa. So it's just yeah. about not knowing that cerebrally, but emotionally collecting the evidence to prove to yourself that that's the case. Yeah. And we've definitely sort of pushed so hard that we, as you mentioned before, you don't really notice if you pull back a little bit, just because when we're on, we've been on for years, like 
because I was unwell and then I sort of went to Melbourne, I've only been in the gym twice in like two weeks, um, which is the first time since I got my boobs done that I've ever had that much time off. And I haven't obviously tracked because I was unwell as well. So it's just a matter of, all right, what can I eat? And Mm. I've actually not minded it at all. Like I've been so much more productive work-wise I've been able to rest and catch up on all the bullshit tv shows that I shouldn't have even watched anyway (laughs) it's like well sex in the city was pretty good but disturbing at the same time no spoiler (laughs) alerts um and I'm like yeah the world keeps turning and my results have not disappeared like yeah you you feel a little bit different but it's Mm -hmm. it's been great and I'm like I kind of don't want to start tracking yet yeah I'm not ready like you just sort of adapt yeah I went through a very similar thing with um, the lockdown, the first lockdown mm. where, you know, I had six weeks with like freaking rubber band and, you know, yeah. 20 kilos in the apartment. And I remember thinking because I was like, you know, the world doesn't expect you to be freaking perfect all the mm. time. How exhausting, you know, mm. and, you know, when you, if you, if I only lived through an athlete mentality, that would be really hard for me. Mm. And I think that during those periods, like when you're on rail, lockdown, family stuff, you know, we have to learn to park those parts and, you know, you're more than just an athlete. You're more than a competitor. You're more than yep. a coach. You're more than all these things. You've got all these things. You're a daughter, you're a sister, you know, and you've got to be able to wear those parts too and almost mm-hmm. depersonalize it. And I think it's actually, even though those times are really difficult to go through, like when you're sick and when you're forced mm-hmm. to not be able to work hard, which, you know, we mm-hmm. love, which is why mm-hmm. we're doing this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important to be able to do that, to realize that it's okay. And like you said, nothing falls apart just with like mm. a few weeks, even a few months. Like I said, I had mm. six weeks with suboptimal training where a step count was success to me. So yep. yeah, it's just about, I think, collecting all of that over the last year or so and being able to establish more than just the competitor in you. Yeah. And definitely, you know, push hard when you can and when it's all going well, but then also remember that you can't control everything. You can't control, you know, lockdowns. You can't control getting sick. You might need to spend time with someone who really needs you at that point in time. Like life is always going to throw us these crazy times Mm. and we need to be okay with saying, all right, well, maybe today I can't do my morning routine and go get my steps, but this person needs me right now. I need to do that because that is life. Mm. And it's very yes, competing was amazing and you meet so many amazing people and you feel bloody good and it's great, but then you can't live your life forever in that mentality and mindset because you miss out on so much else in life. So yeah, it's not the be all and end all if things aren't going 100% to plan because if you don't sort of, if you've got your blinkers on and you're just really one-sided, yes, it's good for an end result like a comp prep, but then who knows what else you're missing that's right next to you, you know? Yeah, and specifically this time of the year, like it's sort of, mm. I feel a little bit sad when I, I see so much restriction on social media around Christmas, you know, and we've spoken about, you know, people feeling like they need to burn off Christmas calories and, you yeah. know, make up for it. And to me, I'm like, I I feel so much empathy because I sort of remember that. I mm-hmm. remember thinking like that and being like you had to do these sorts of things. And, and now I just feel like I'm at that place where it's like, you know, if I really wanted to tighten things up, I can, right? Because yeah. we've got the knowledge and it comes with training and nutrition IQ as well, but then also mm. experience. Um, and then what you mentioned, like building um, trust and confidence in yourself that even when we turn the volume down, you know, it's, it's, it's still great, right? Yeah. Like it's still, yeah. we're still really good. And I think that's, mm. it's important to remember that like the habits, 
you know, your habits make you you. So you wouldn't mm. be in the, the the body and the position and the health and all those sorts of things if you didn't have those foundational pillars there already. Yeah, yeah. And just be kind to yourself. And, you know, if you feel really safe with those habits and you don't want to let go even on Christmas, that's so fine as well. But always just come from a place of love and, and rewarding yourself. Um, you know, you and there are other ways to be active. You know, you might not go for your morning walk, but you might, like what I used to do, play backyard cricket. You know, you're still active in different ways, but just it's really about rewarding yourself. And, yes, things will look different over this time, but you can still be active. You can still eat beautiful food. You can You can still do all that. It might just look a little bit different to what you're used to, but, try to be okay with that. And if, if the idea freaks you out, then don't overhaul everything, you know, keep what, what your anchors are or what make you feel grounded and safe. Um, but then, yeah, don't be afraid just to venture off into a little bit of a different path just for this time. Yeah, for sure. And then like when we do look at nutrition, like I said, just having that mentality of turning the volume down and enjoying the foods that, you know, perhaps you haven't been able to do so with family in so long and, my God, I just love Christmas food. Like I, know, <laughs> I just it's love Christmas best. pudding. It's a, and there's always leftovers for days. So just yeah. remember that as well. Like you don't have to just go crazy on the one day. You know, take mm. some home and you can spread it out over the next few days. I know yeah. there's always freaking a whole week worth of leftovers. Um, yeah. Um, so be mindful of your portion sizes and the types of food. Like if you don't really eat gluten or dairy, don't go too nuts. Like it's just mm. obvious little things, you know. But yeah, just enjoy that that time together. And I think that's all we need to say about nutrition. We went yeah. into a lot of depth last year, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like most people know what to do <laughs> when it comes to. I think the the first thing, like the most obvious thing that comes to mind for me is just trying to not go into Christmas from already a deep place of restriction because that's oh, yeah. a recipe for disaster. You know, when people, mm. everyone's shredding right now to try and binge for Christmas. And I just oh my think God. it's a, you know, my goal over this period of time, this time of the year, summer, which is sort of opposite of what a lot of people try and do is I just try and maintain, yep. you know, I just try and enjoy, enjoy life. I want to be able to go to the beach. I want to be able to go mm. out for nice dinners, have drinks with friends and mm. just not go into that with a restricted mentality because that's where that binging sort of cycle can come from. It's like you felt restricted because you're trying to shred for stereo and then <laughs> you go to Christmas lunch. Is that still a thing? I don't know. But I saying. wish it was stereo. But, um, <laughs> cancelled a few years ago oh, yeah well there you go show my age but yeah like going into christmas like not starving yourself like yeah. just being okay and treating it like a normal meal and as you said like it's going to be there tomorrow it's going to be there next year and yep. then you don't yeah. have to go into the new year with this day one freaking mentality everyone <laughs> day one new me it's like for god's sake like <laughs> why is it day one why like what happened to what happened yesterday exactly yeah like that clean slate mentality works for some people but for most people it doesn't um so that's why yeah like it's good to start planning for it now and say yep. okay cool rather than okay it's new year or new year's day most people yep. are hung over anyway yeah so how's that gonna set the tone for the year ahead you know so <laughs> i like to start my reflecting probably from now yeah um and the best way to reflect for me personally you click on january in your iphone and then just have a little look through the photos I've, i don't know did i mention that last week i can't remember i've told someone about it because i thought it was such a good idea just tooting mm. my own horn you literally because some people want to sit down and say okay i achieved this this year blah 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 but just go literally go through your iphone mm. 
and then it's all there and you're like wow yeah yeah it can be it can be like easy to get lost in the amount of progress that you make in a year right and that's why reflection is so important right that this is a great time i feel like naturally a lot of people get into that reflective state in december and then january it's about the goal setting and you know i don't i don't think um like that's cliche at all i think that's awesome because again i love using those sorts of concepts in different phases of the year to be able Mm -hmm. to reset yourself and say okay well what do i want to achieve this year because i Mm. think that's really important you know we don't we don't just hope for things to happen we need to plan for them to happen and yeah Whilst there's obviously been a lot of things outside of our control, you know, I have I have high hopes for 2022. Yeah, gosh, surely it's only up from here. But yeah. all of our little pro or big projects that you know have happened um, during COVID are sort of going to come into fruition next year. So it's going to be a big year, and for people who struggled a lot as well, like it's so fine. Just next year's a new year as well, um, and it doesn't matter if you didn't achieve things in lockdown. Like, yeah. hey, you survived it. That's the win there. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. What um what year are you coming into with the numerology or the whatever it is? I'm in like a big work year next year. So Sherelle and I, we're going to have to explain what numerology is. It's a big oh. thing. That's a whole other podcast in itself. That's so okay. for those who it. aren't into it, Sherelle and I are very into numerology um, <laughs> <laughs> while we're talking about it now. And, and it's just another way to look at sort of the energies of the year. So us as individuals, based on our birthday, we have certain energies and you might feel towards October or November that um, things feel different. You might feel a bit lost or you might all of a sudden want to really hustle with work. And that's because you're tapping into the new year's energy. Um, So for example, I met Paul when I was in a year six, the relationship year Um, this year for me, a year seven was um, just sort of um, self-exploration. So it's a quiet year. So next year I'm coming into a a big work year. So things are sort of going to happen next year. And I I already feel that. Um, Mm. What about yourself? That's so exciting. It makes so much sense. When Mm. you sit down and you read the books, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, I'm in a power year at the moment. Um, That's year eight? You're right. Yeah. That's what I'm coming into next year. Yeah. It's yeah. been a really good year. Like I've definitely mm. felt it. And a lot of the things have resonated with me um, about, Amazing. you know, about your power year and whether you use that power for good or bad sort of dictates mm. the following year. But is year eight the end of a year? No, start? year nine. So year next nine. year you're coming into a year of ending. So something, yes. you're going to close a chapter in your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know because we, when you read a lot about that sort of stuff, you think like, you know, endings is a bad thing. But mm. as we know, like a lot of endings can be really great. Like for me, for example, like, you know, ending my nursing career. Yeah. You know, even though some for some people they might like endings can seem quite um I don't know like definite and quite mm. firm it's mm. you know new beginnings have blossomed mm. from that so yeah I mm. love all that sort of stuff I think yeah. um, we'll have to do an episode on it and maybe go through some of the years and sort of you know tell the listeners how to how to sort of think about it and how to use it Be really we'll get Dan on it he's the one who taught us yeah um, now we're kind of having inside chats on, a, on an open <laughs> podcast so for anyone who's wondering what the hell we're talking about numerology it's got to kind of like astrology but um there's just there's just an energy in the air that's based on our birthdays and you can really feel the change so for yes a lot of the new year new me is a bit wishy-washy and bullshit but there is actually a new energy coming into each new year so if you feel really different this year to the last year just know that it's okay and the challenges are there for a reason um Mm. it's all part of this new energy that's coming because 
if nothing ever changed, like we wouldn't grow as a person or as a society. Um, so it's important to sort of cycle through these energies and cleanse and have new beginnings and have endings. That's just what human life is. Yeah. And that's also why I think just tying it back, why I think it's important to slow down this time of the year and not try to just like hustle and push through everything. You know, if you're feeling like you need to pull back, allow yourself to do so and know that it's a normal and natural part of this cycle. And then also if you feel the resistance, like not to slow down, you know, and you like to slow down in January, right? Mm. I feel like in Australia, we slow down for like all of summer. I know. Oh yeah. Cause we've got Australia day, like end yeah. of Jan, everything's a holiday. All the yeah. public holidays are just bunched at the start of the year you don't really start until bloody july august i love australia it's like when you'd go back to uni and it would be like march it was like the start of the year and you go back to uni oh so true good times but yeah definitely looking forward to slowing down in my safe way Mm. um and just yeah not really stressing me out too much hopefully who knows that's the goal just spend more time with family travel a little bit more and um still work obviously because it's awesome but um yeah just not not being the uh, the crazy go 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 energy just be happy to kick back yeah so you know danny and myself we hope this is a bit of a permission slip to you know give that gentle reminder to slow down this time of the year if it feels right for you of course um you know i definitely will be and danny will be slowing down in her way you know everyone's (laughs) pulling back looks so different so Mm. whatever that does look like for you you know really honor that you know, next chapter and where you're at. So in saying that, we hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please do take a screenshot and of course, tag us on Instagram. Thanks everyone.